My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly TFG Hotspot. Since early 2000, this weekly meeting has been a focal point of gathering the sales force together. This business can be a lonely business, and gathering with others in the fight is hugely beneficial. We have found that either the meeting needs you, or you need the meeting. This excerpt, entitled Tales from the Field, is the portion of our meeting where the top producers for the week share their secrets. And now, on to today's lesson. All right, this week's top five, we got uh, one, two, three, four, five. We got some people just missing the top five. I see you guys, but I'm not calling your names. So we, <laughs> we have in fifth place, oftentimes she's working, so we'll see if she's able to join us this morning, uh, Stephanie Prentice on the Alleman team. This week she made 220 dials. You go, Stephanie. 13 contacts, eight appointments, five sits, four apps, 13 referrals, all four were life apps for $4,324 in premium. Congratulations, Stephanie. Is it going to be Mike again? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm um, sorry. I really cannot talk this morning. Um, I'm actually in court. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, Don't do it. We'll just... All right. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun week. A lot of dials. Uh, and uh, I really didn't feel like I was going to come into fifth place, but I, I am excited. So, um, But I do had a run. Um, thanks to everybody, and I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Right on. Well done. Thank you, Stephanie. Congratulations. She works full time as a nurse, so she's always got, she's always going. Um, and yes, she made 220 dials. That's right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. We got uh, number four, Mr. Marty Doge, uh, normally sitting right there uh, on Tuesday mornings, but down in Houston this morning. Marty Doge on the Doge team, 162 dials, 21 contacts, 12 appointments, six sits, six apps, 15 referrals. All six were life apps for $4,850. Marty Doge, everybody. <laughs> Hi, good morning, Fitz Nation. I do miss you guys in Dallas. I am down here with my second family in H-Town. Woo! Hey, Marty. Uh, my name is Marty Doge. My wife, Dine, and I are direct Fitz, and we have been here uh, nine and a half years, so excited that May will be our 10-year anniversary. So, um, was not expecting to be in the top five, so I'll just give a brief, a brief statement so we can hear from the, the people that beat me. Um, this week was, was something that I am trying to get better at, um, things didn't go very well the first round, uh, of appointments. And so I made a second dial session and a, a second trip out of town, um, and picked up probably half of the premium just because, um, my goal is, is, <laughs> is eight grand a week. So we still fell right at almost half half of what I was trying to get. Um, but I, I've been saying this the last couple of weeks, you know, when things don't go the way that they're supposed to go, what do you do? Um, so I made more phone calls, I set more appointments and I went about three hours away from where I live and picked up some more premium and helped some more families. But at the end of the day, it's it's Christmas season. And so people are not gonna be home. People are, are gonna tell you they're too busy. And, and we do our best to get around that, but sometimes you just have to do a little bit more. And so uh, I'm down here in Houston. I'm, I'm gonna run some appointments down here. And then I have another trip set up for East Texas, the latter part of the week. So we're just doubling down, trying to push hard till the end of the year and see what we can figure out. 
Well done. Yeah, well said. You know, I often say about the top producers that uh, top producers have a routine. You know, they make dials on certain days. They run appointments on certain days. You, you can always tell uh, how good a producer is when you ask them, when do you make dials? And when do you make dials? Ah, I make dials you know, sometimes on Tuesday, Wednesday. That's not a top producer. Uh, when you ask somebody, a top producer, when do you make dials? Tuesday. I do it from this time to this time. It's every week. Now, there are exceptions. I mean, we've got conference coming up in January. There's going to be an exception that week of when you're running production. If you normally run on the weekends, well, we're going to be in North Carolina at a conference. You're not running that weekend. Uh, so what we also notice about the top producers, not just that they're routine, but they also look ahead in the weeks to come and the things that are coming, and they plan around it. Uh, you very rarely see top producers have bad weeks when average producers have bad weeks. Like an average producer will say, well, Christmas happened, and so that's why I had a bad week. Top producers have the same excuse, but don't use it. It's, it's kind of like the golfer that comes off the course, and they shot terrible that day, and they're like, man, the wind and the, 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 the ground was too soft or it was too firm or the, the greens were crazy, but, but then Tiger Woods comes in and smoked them. It's like, well, was he playing the same course? He was playing the same course, right? Like, so it, was, it wasn't the course then. It wasn't the conditions. It was, in fact, you. And that's what we see with top producers. They don't, they don't allow the circumstances to dictate their results. Instead, they dictate the circumstances, which dictates their results. That's a big point that Marty just made. I mean, I, he didn't say it, but I know this weekend, uh, birthday party for his little girl, and, and we went out to the, with our family. Our, our brood went out to the Fort Worth Zoo with him. Uh, that was fun. Uh, it was fun, actually, because uh, we don't have a three-year-old anymore, uh, <laughs> right? So our kids weren't getting tired. They were just getting a little hungry by the end of it. We have a grumpy, th he gets hangry at 13 when he's, when, when he's ready to eat. Like, you better put some food in the boy. But uh, a great time with that. Marty didn't mention that, right? Like, he spent a whole day. It was a family day. Big, he didn't mention, he worked around his, the, the, the schedule. He figured it out. And I just challenge you to do the same thing. Um, you're going to hear it. You hear it consistently from the top producers. This is the kind of thing they do. So thank you, Marty, for highlighting that. Give him another hand. And Marty, your girl Elizabeth is here in the uh, office, and she gave you a call. So just, just passing that one on for you. <laughs> All right, number three, also down in Houston, we got Megan Yakey on the Yakey team. <laughs> That was a weird noise. <laughs> he, oh, he gave a call. <laughs> he gave a call. <laughs> that, that, that didn't sound as good as hers. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> you've cracked us up here in Dallas, though. Uh, 155 dials this week for Megan. 15 contacts, 8 appointments, 7 sits, 11 apps, 15 referrals. All 11 were life apps for $5,566.44. Megan Yakey, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Um, I added some glasses so I can do the Michelle Alleman effect in the home. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but yeah, my name is Megan Yankee. I uh, uh, was hired by my parents, Mike and Michelle Alleman, and I have been in the business for four years. Um, for those of you that don't know me, but this week, um, I will say something about my dials just because I want to be held more accountable by my awesome friends. I should be making at least 300 dials a week. Um, that's my goal. And as you can see, I didn't hit that, but that's okay. Um, something that was 
cool about this week that I think is worth mentioning, and it's kind of similar to what Marty was talking about, and this is kind of a theme that you'll see typically throughout the holiday season, is you have to get creative one way or another. Um, sometimes you don't have the best lead batch. Sometimes you don't have as many leads as you have on your GMR setup that come in. And so you have to find ways to be creative to create leads for yourself. So um, this week I, I wrote 11 apps, but um, nine of those applications that I wrote were off of current clients or, um, or lapsed policies from before. So I went back and, and started calling through current clients from four years ago. Some of my first clients that I ever wrote, and it's been a lot of fun actually getting back out there and going to see them. But, um, and only two of the applications I wrote were off of leads. And so I think I don't say that to scare people, but I say that because it's important for you to know that in the beginning, if you don't have current clients to work through, there are resources out there. You just have to ask and you have to become creative. So could you go to your upline and maybe work a couple of their current clients that they haven't been able to get to, or maybe you've got some old leads that you haven't dialed in a year or two, um, or even six months. Those are old leads too. So, don't be afraid of the holiday season. It can, it normally, actually not normal. It has always been one of my best months of the entire year. December has always been one of the best months of the entire year. And so don't be, don't get, you know, weary in that. But um, another thing too is, is if you're having trouble in the field or, or believing or getting things done. I just want to maybe encourage to ask yourself, reflect on your belief in the system and the belief that you can do it. And then the value and ask yourself, what kind of value are you adding to your customers and to your team? Because if you don't believe that you can do it, if you don't have the belief system and you don't adding, if you're not adding value, then that's really the first step. But all the other stuff is just stuff, good technical stuff to know being in business, but really what it comes down to is, do you believe that you can do it? And are, do you feel like you're adding value? So that's all I got. Boom. I had to write that down again. She summarized it well. Believe in yourself and add, do you believe you're adding value? That's a big, I mean, do you believe you're adding value is a good point. Cause people, I've had people say, I mean, just as an example, uh, this client is really unhealthy and they're going to have to buy this final expense policy and it's not, a, it's not going to cover their whole mortgage, you know, when they die. And that's really what they wanted. They want to cover the, the 250,000, but we're only able to get them 20,000. Okay. But do you believe that that 20,000 is adding value or not? Because I know when my father died and uh, there was no life insurance money, 20,000 would have meant the world. Yeah, it'd have been nice to have all of college paid for when he died. That would have been great, but twenty thousand would have gone a long way, and and it didn't. It wasn't there. So you have to ask yourself: Do you really believe that you're adding value? And and I think that what we do, if you don't truly believe that you're adding value, it's really hard to do what we do. You're not you're not going to last that long. You're going to be transactional. You're just in it for the commissions. But when you get into that home and you're really believing that that your presence there, just by being there, you're adding value to their lives and you're able to identify where they need help, 
man alive, you're going to make a fortune here. Uh, and it's just going to come by adding value to others. That's how it's going to go. Uh, I hear oftentimes teachers you know, talking about how that's how you make money in this world. Is by, that's why you get paid is because you added value to somebody else. Uh, it's a great point, Megan. I'm glad you brought that up. Give her another hand, everybody. There he is. I love, I, I love, I love introducing this next one because he had like three weeks that sucked. And nobody knows this about Adam Johnson. He had three weeks that sucked. And then last week he came in with like 14,000. And then this week another 7,000. So I can't wait to hear the story. Adam Johnson, McGill team, 320 dials, consistently one of our top dialers. 33 people he spoke to, booked 16 appointments, sat on 14. There's a good show rate. Uh, 14 apps, 10 referrals. All 14 were live apps for 7,000. 147 in premium this week. Adam Johnson, everybody. It fits. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Glad Adam you're Johnson, here. I'm director Grace McGill. I live in West St. Paul, Minnesota, which is south of St. Paul. And uh, I did have three weeks that sucked in November. November was rough. Um, <laughs> but my issue paid carried me through from the month before and the, the couple months before November. So uh, maybe it wasn't as noticeable. But um, yeah, I tell you, I, I feel like I'm echoing what's been said between Megan and Marty. Um, this time of year, people are like, can we do it after the holidays? We do it after the holidays, the holidays, the holidays. And you're just doing what you can to get in, get in the house. Um, maybe the GMRs aren't filling sometimes, but December's still a great month. Uh, historically, it's always been a great month for me as well. Um, this particular week, and again, I feel like I'm echoing the, the two that, that just spoke. I had to figure out how to make it happen because my GMR wasn't filling. So the leads weren't coming like they normally are. So you, you do a combination of things. I'm calling through current clients. I'm calling on referrals. Um, I'm calling, I'm, I'm picking up old leads, additional leads, RW leads, like just a ton of older leads, just to have something, you know, to dial through. And um, I was kind of looking at my, at my transmittal form and I realized, okay, like four, four of these leads were off one house off or, or four of these apps were one house off from one referral. Hmm. Another one was an RW mortgage protection. The lady really didn't want it, but on the way out the door, her sister's in the back of the room. And I said, well, if, if any of your other family need any kind of life insurance, make sure to let me know. And uh, her sister's standing right there and I saw her and she said, I need life insurance. And I said, well, maybe I should go over this. So picked up an app there and it was just kind of piecing together a lot of $40 apps, $30 apps, $50 apps, but they all add up. Um, so I was fired up because I felt like I was really kind of, um, so just scratching, uh, to get in, into homes this week, but my sit rate ended up being really good. And just a lot of, a lot of small apps that are all going to stay in the books and then annual reviews on top of that. So when I look at this, it was, um, five of these apps were off the of leads, uh, Five were off referrals. Two were clients calling me back to rewrite them or write them a second policy, and two were off annual reviews. So it just kind of a little bit of everything all, all add, added up this week, and I was fired up. Woo! <laughs> That's solid. That's solid. <laughs> just watching Adam, and I, th I was thinking, man, he's been around seven years or so, and like, uh, you know. Just I was I got ca captivated watching you and listening to you talk, Adam, because I was thinking, man, he's really developed uh, over the years. It, it wasn't like he came out, it, you know, 
seven years ago, he didn't write 14 apps with five off of leads and five. I mean, he didn't. He, it wasn't that breakdown. Uh, and so, uh, what a what a what an example uh, for people to follow. Uh, he, I wrote down a couple of things after the holidays. I wrote down that quote: "You're making phone calls right now, and people are saying yes. Can we get together after the beginning of the new year? You're going to get that. I mean, every one of these top producers is getting that same thing. And uh, year after year after year, I have agents come to me, and they really believe this: that January is going to be an explosive month because of all these people who say, <laughs> "Wait till after the new year." It's not going to be an explosive month. It's the excuse du jour. It's the excuse they're using today. After the new year, they're going to go, well, you know, it's the new year. I got to pay for Christmas. And call me back in February. So they're, gonna, they're just punting you down the road. Don't buy it. In every interaction, there is a sale going on. Who's being sold? You're the salesman. It better not be you. Does that make sense? Don't buy in. Now, there, are there some? Yes, there's some that are really going to meet you after the new year. They really are going to buy then. They really are going to add into your production in January. But most are lying to you. They are lying. Don't buy into it. Go ahead and say, outstanding. Makes my job so much easier. I'll be in your neighborhood Wednesday and Thursday. Which day works better? Like, no, after the new year is greater. Better for me, too. But I'm going to be in your neighborhood Wednesday and Thursday. Which day works better for you? Like, let's get those appointments booked. They're lying. Um, the other thing that he mentioned was lead flow. Listen, lead flow is not a static thing. Do, do you know what I mean by that? Like, we don't have a set number of leads coming in from across the country every single week, week in, week out. It's not the same number coming in. We are dependent on people opening their mail, <laughs> or answering the phone call, or responding to that TV ad. We are dependent on that. And in this time of year, for the last 20 years, they don't respond as much. Lead flow always goes like this during this time. And so maybe you're a brand new agent, you're just getting started, you go, great, don't, we got your leads, don't worry about it. Like you, but listen, you're gonna have to work. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with letting people know what you do for a living. Just what, just what Adam did as he was walking out of that appointment, he made a sale because somebody was in the house and said, I need life insurance, just like that. So there's nothing wrong with, 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 with peeling the, the shirt back a little bit, revealing that S under them, you know, that you are, in fact, a special agent. Uh, let, th let them know what you do. It's okay. You're going to make some sales. Uh, so thank you, Adam, for continuing to set a great example, man. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Dick. Appreciate you. And number one. Back to Houston. We got Michelle Alleman on the Alleman team. <laughs> she made twenty she made twenty-five <laughs> dials. So the secret to this business is making lots of dials. No, uh, apparently not. Uh, <laughs> twenty-five dials, thirteen contacts, nine appointments, eight sits, ten apps, twenty-five referrals may be a secret. Uh, ten life apps for twelve thousand nine hundred and seventy-eight dollars in premium. Michelle Alleman, everybody. Oh, yes, I did just make 25 dials <laughs> because many of you know I was not on the sales meeting last week because I was in North Carolina and I was in Hartford, Connecticut with Andy and on the plane. And so I heard that Mike did a great job, though, talking. And before I begin, I do have a story about those glasses. <laughs> but if I have time, I'll tell it at the end. Because uh, I have been wearing glasses recently, but you, you see, I don't have them on today. There's a reason behind it. And um, 
it's a funny story. Y'all, I will make y'all laugh in a minute. But anyway, um, this week I did not get back in town till late Wednesday and really spent Thursday trying to catch up here at the office. Um, did make a few dials. Fortunately, I do have Kenna who works for me and she dialed some current clients as well. So thank you, Kenna. I couldn't do it without you. And Stuart, who makes my leads. Uh, I don't know, he just makes them show up on a computer. And anyway, we've got this system. What, what I've learned from Fitz is that I'm always reevaluating my schedule. I'm always trying to figure out how to be more effective with my time. And so, you know, like Fitz just said, you don't have to make a ton of dials to be successful in this business, but you do have to work effectively. And I'm always listening to what Fitz is saying, and I'm always trying to get better. And I think this week was just an example of that. Um, I sold 10 apps. Four of the apps were from current client reviews off of two customers. Um, one of them was, another app was a referral. And five apps were from the leads, some of which were A2 leads, um, discount leads, and A leads. I also did several drive-bys this week. Um, because I did not have a full calendar, but I took the time to organize my, need, my leads and see what I needed to go do drive-bys on that was going to be what I felt like a good use of my time. Um, and it just so happens one of the largest apps that, that I wrote this week was over $500 a month. This was an 83-year-old who on the final expense lead wrote her phone number down wrong. And I knocked on her door. I said, do you have five minutes now? And she let me in. And I ended up writing her an AIG application for $520 a month. Um, she has a pacemaker. It was done a, like six or seven years ago. So I might be able to go write her plan right. We'll see. But that's just one example. I, I, mean, I did four or five drive-bys this week. I wrote one of them. I did presentations on two of them, uh, and the other one I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get written up in January. Um, I think it's a combination of, you know, being efficient, being effective. But in the beginning, you do have to do a lot of numbers, and you know, I am hoping that I still have like like. Here's another example. I have. A client who we've been talking for about two weeks it's a referral and he we had scheduled to meet um, this week uh, really yesterday or today and his mom went in the hospital she had a heart attack today I was just on the phone with him and, and I know what we're what we're writing on these people and one of them um, is going to be fully underwritten the other one I have to meet with her so you know I just told him listen I can go ahead and get this started let me get on the phone and get all this stuff done because those two applications are 20,000 in premium. Mm. Two applications, 20,000 in premium. I mean, I have another case that I'm just waiting on him to sign the e-app. It's another $400 a month. So I'm thinking I could really be into the Rolex money if I got all this stuff done. So I'm kind of <laughs> fired up. Um, but just, you know, constantly listening and plugging into the meetings really, really helps. And then 
you know, like yesterday I went to see someone who the mother was on the lead, but I didn't end up selling her. I sold her daughter and her, her grandson um, and go back later to write the mother. Um, so it's just a process of following up with people. Do, do all the things, the little things matter. And y'all want to hear the story about the glasses? Yeah. See, like, for okay. example, I, I wear glasses because the law says I have to. So <laughs> I've been wearing contacts since I was 19 years old, mostly for faraway vision. But as I've gotten older, my eyes have changed. And I went to the eye doctor about a month ago, and I got some new contacts. And then I got home. And, I mean, at the place, it was fine. And then um, I ordered my glasses and everything. Those were for my you know, close up and far away. But at home, I have a lot of those little readers because from time to time, you know, I just, difference in my contacts, you know, they have to do the far away and the close. So anyway, I got home and then all of a sudden, I couldn't see my phone. I couldn't see my computer. And I knew at the, at the store, at the doctor's office, I was fine, but I couldn't, you know, I just, so I just started wearing my readers and I was wearing them all of the time. And then like last week when I went to this, I changed my contacts. Oh, I think, cause I have two different ones on two different eyes. Okay. So I think I had the one on my left eye on both eyes for like three weeks. <laughs> I had no clue. And so now I put the right ones on. I mean, I can see everything. I was like, just just know that, I mean, if I can do this business, anybody can do this business. I hope I give you guys hope. I walked around three weeks with the wrong contacts. Is that crazy? That's funny. <laughs> but that's just like one little portion of my life mike can tell you lots of funny stories like that but i will not bore you it doesn't does anyway it, does it help too that you're able to look over your glasses at people does that like megan yeah i there? mean i think that is a it's a pretty um serious moment when i do that and then i was at the meeting i even had them on in connecticut last week and um of course, Biff makes this snide comment at dinner about my glasses when I put them over, you know, you know, you know how he is. I'm not going to say anything else about that, but <laughs> this is recorded. <laughs> no evidence. I'll save you with the applause. Give her a hand, everybody. <laughs> Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.